0: Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the Charger Football Podcast, hosted by Andy Dietrich with Coach Doug Dynan, And this week's special guest is senior quarterback Gavin Vogt. The Charger Football Podcast is sponsored by OPS, Optimum Performance Sports, the official sports medicine provider of Carroll High School.
1: Good evening everybody, and welcome to uh, episode number two of the Charger Football Podcast. My name is Andy Dietrich. I'm a curriculum coordinator with Northwest Allen County Schools and I'm the statistician for the football team. Uh, last Friday night, the Chargers went down to Lewers Field to take on the Bishop Lewers Knights and came up short with a twenty one to 20 loss to the Bishop Lewers Knights. Uh, It was a great game. Uh, The biggest feature of the game was a very, very heavy downpour, probably about an hour before the game, which then delayed the game start until 730. And so the field was just muddy. It rained during the game, and so it just stayed muddy. And actually, um, the Chargers uniforms were basically brown by about two series into the game, and you could barely tell their numbers. But even though it was a loss, my view from Media Row was very encouraging. The boys threw the ball very well. Uh, The quarterback threw for around 225 yards with over 50% completion percentage. That's incredible given the muddy and wet conditions. Our starting wide receivers played very well. There was three touchdown passes involved. Our new running back, Rhett Saylor, is very fast and very shifty. He didn't run for a lot of yards. When he did get to run the ball, it was actually very effective. And he also was very good at catching the ball out of the backfield. And Rhett had a 68-yard touchdown pass that he hauled in. And the pass really only went about five yards, and he took care of the rest. Defensively, we struggled a little bit. Lures has three really good skilled players. The running back, Jordan Presley, is actually very good. We did hold him to 125 yards, but there was too many times where he was about five to seven yards downfield before a white shirt was around him. So we got to probably clean that up a little bit. But overall, very encouraging. Uh, Offensively, we look pretty strong. And defensively, when you're playing a team with such good skilled players, there are going to be points where you you struggle. But all in all, uh, we had more first downs than they did. We had more total yards from they than they did. We just were off by two points where it counts the most, which is on the scoreboard. So that's the view from media Row up in the press box. And now I'd like to introduce head coach Doug Dynan. Doug, welcome to the podcast once again.
2: Yep. Thanks, Andy. Thanks for having us out again. Uh, you know, it's good to recap and, you know, give a little insight of, of last week and look forward to next week as well. So. You know, giving a little recap, you know, my perspective too, you know, I was, you know, very pleased with, with the effort by our players, Um, their, their resolve, you know, their commitment, their, their hard work, you know, their, their unwillingness to, to quit, you know, shown through. And, and, and that's what matters most, you know, it, it, again, it is high school athletics, you know, and, and our kids played extremely hard, you know, and it, it boils down to a, a few plays, you know, that, that matter in the game. And as we talked about last week, there's usually about five. You can look back about five key plays that are, are big impact plays. And, uh, you know, unfortunately we, I think we came up on the short side of, of owning those five, but, you know, what I, what I could not question was, was the heart, you know, and the, and the work of, of the kids. It was tremendous. I can't remember you know, a muddier situation than, than maybe that, you know, you know, in 2012, we went up to Laporte and it was terrible conditions, but uh, this, this might top all, you know, so again, I was, I was pleased, you know, the offense did not turn the ball over, you know, in those conditions, you know, that's unheard of. Um, So, you know, there's very positives, you know, there's areas that we've got to improve on, but, you know, there's a lot of bright spots at the same time.
1: The two things that I found really encouraging was um, the perseverance that our team showed. So I believe we got down fourteen to seven, and uh, that was the first deficit that we had had. And I, I talked to uh, the sports writer next to me in the press box. I go, "Okay, now we're going to find out how the kids respond." And so opening kickoff, I don't, I think they squibbed it. It didn't go very, very far after that touchdown. But on the very next play, Gavin scrabbles around a little bit. And hits Rhett, and that's at 68 yard touchdown. So one play after Lures scores to take a hit, take the lead, uh, we tie it right back up. So I was very I thought that was very impressive. And then once Lures took the uh, the 21 to 20 lead, there was about eight minutes left on the clock, and we pretty much held the ball until maybe the last minute when we eventually turned it over on downs. But we did march it down in inside right around the 35 yard line and had a really good shot to actually eventually get in and take a, a touchdown. So the kids, when they got down 21 to 20, could have just kind of given up and you know got the woe is me attitude, but they didn't, and they marched the ball down and didn't panic, and it just didn't happen to work out. But, I mean, that's sports, but I really like the attitude and how they, they basically said, okay, here's our opportunity, let's go get it. And that's kind of what they did, and I was very impressed
2: with that. Yeah, your your perspective is is spot on, Andy. You know there was there was also the situation. You know as you you know as you know that you know the beginning of the fourth quarter. You know we make we make a stop. You know when they've got the ball. You know deep in the red zone, um, and and we always get together. You know about midfield. You know right at the beginning of the fourth quarter, and at that point we talked about it. And I said to him, we're going to make a stop here we're going to get the ball back, you know, and then we're going to drive and we're going to do something and we're going to, we're going to seal this victory. Um, And we made the stop. Ray, Ray Vollmer had an interception. We get the defense off the field, we get the ball, you know, and, and we stalled there offensively, you know, and there, there were a couple of situations offensively that, you know, if we could have been more productive, we, if we could have, you know, turned them into points, you know, I think it's a different deal. You know, we always talk about, you know, putting the ball in the house, you know, scoring four touchdowns a game, um, you know, and, and, and again, it, it proved that, proved that statistic again, you know, that we did not do that. Had we stuck it in the house four times, you know, you're probably talking about a different deal. But but absolutely, you are right with with the resolve of the kids, uh, the determination, You know, the, the care and the, and the hard work and the, the lack of quit. You know, is what mattered. And, you know, that's the great thing about high school athletics, you know, because it it tests you at all times. I mean, there are going to be good times. there are going to be bad times. You're going to you're going to face adversity. Um, You're going to deal with positives. You're going to deal with negatives and and how we respond, how we deal with those things, you know, are what going to impact the outcome that we're hoping. Uh, I, you know, being a
1: statistician, I kind of look at total yards and I get to see all the other stuff. Uh, we actually had 17 first downs, which were two more than Lures had. Uh, we had more passing yards by probably almost 100 yards. Um, rushing, they rushed for just a little bit less than us. So we had more total yards than they did and more first downs. It's just we didn't have the stat that matters, which is the scoreboard. You know, you talked about the score four touchdowns a game, and I kind of look at it as a total yardage thing, where if you have 200 yards of passing and 200 yards of rushing – you have a really good chance of winning that game and you know we had uh, 120 some yards of, of rushing if we could have got 75 more yards to get to that 200 level there's probably that fourth touchdown that
2: you're looking for yep and, and and that's very true you know that you know did the conditions dictate some of that yeah but those are all things that we cannot control you know the you know the weather you know the field conditions the rain you know the 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 slipperiness of everything out there. We can't control those things. You know, what we can control is, you know, how do you handle it? How do you deal with it, you know, mentally and physically? Our our ball boys did a tremendous job of, of, you know, keeping the footballs dry and getting clean footballs on the field almost every play, you know. And, and Gavin did a tremendous job of, of handling everything, you know. Never once, you know, did, did Gavin complain. Never once did he say he couldn't hold the football. You know, and he showed very good leadership and, you know, you know, character in terms of being a quarterback throughout the game. Yeah. The no turnovers in that weather,
1: is pretty impressive by your kids. Pretty impressive. Was there any performances by your players that really
2: stood out? You know, I would, there, there are several guys, you know, that, that come to mind and and I'll talk about a couple and then I'll, you know, kind of point out the guy that was, you know, probably the biggest catalyst to us on the offensive side, um, Brett Saylor did a nice job coming back, you know, his, his his first game as a senior and, you know, had a big touchdown, you know, reception, you know, and most of the, most of it was, you know, his running, you know, as you said, he probably only caught it about five yards in front of the line of scrimmage, but he did a great job. I thought our receiver core, you know, did a really nice job with Leighton Mitchell and Nathan Hara and Camden Chowders. You know, I thought, you know, even though that, um, you know, Presley, you know, ran well at times. I thought our our defensive line did a nice job. You know, Terrell Griffin did a nice job. And, and you know, Wes Stevens, you know, played extremely well. And Colin Beeks played hard. And, you know, I could go on and on with those guys, you know. But the true leader and the true catalyst, you know, was Gavin Vogt, you know. And Gavin, you know, being our quarterback, we asked him to do a lot, you know. And he checked us into some different things, you know, and he – you know made some decisions you know and one of the things that we talk about with him all the time with being a quarterback is you know one mentally you know get us in the right place understand what you're seeing on the other side you know to distribute the ball you know where it needs to go you know make the right reads throw it to the guys that are open you know distribute the ball on the on the option game as well you know but also you know the ability to extend the play is huge, and and that's what he did. And he he played hard. He played competitive. You know, he never relented. And as I said before, he he never even talked about and complained about the conditions. Um, I think that every time I turned around, you know, we were getting a, a clean towel, and you know, he just played hard all night long.
1: Well, you talk about extending the play, and I think that's one of the things that Gavin did really, really well. If I can remember right, the the touchdown pass to Rhett was a scramble situation. I think he may have went all the way across the field horizontally and finally dumped it off to a safety valve, Rhett, and then Rhett just took off and ended up scoring. And probably my favorite throw of the night, and if I can remember right, this was the touchdown pass to Layton. And he Gavin was struggling for his life, or I mean, sorry, scrambling for his life, and he always kept his eyes upfield, and he was only about a foot from the line of scrimmage, and he threw that strike to Layton for that touchdown. I mean, that was a really pretty throw, and especially impressed by how he could scramble and keep his eyes upfield. Yeah, and
2: you're exactly right. I mean, both both of those plays were exactly that. You know, where, you know, he was getting outside of the pocket. He was avoiding pressure, you know, keeping his eyes downfield, extending the play, and then looking to things and options and understanding where his guys were. You know, Rhett was just a short little check down, you know, as he finds him open. Um, you know, the, the throw to, to Layton, you know, is a kind of a big play for us, one of our favorite combos, a post dig combination, you know, where Layton's running a dig coming all the way across the field and there's a post on top of it. Uh, but, you know, seeing that, you know, develop all the way down the field, you know, in those conditions. You know, again, is a testament to his understanding of the offense and his competitiveness as, as well. And
1: in Layton's part in that is, he didn't give up on the play. He kept running his route and probably adjusted it based upon the scramble, and have those two see each other and know what each is doing to hit that strike. That's a really good football play. It's really good football yep, play. Yep, absolutely. Another player on defense, and you had talked about this uh, kid last week, was Hunter Mers of how hard of a hitter he is. I'm sure when you watch the game film, you probably saw about five really good, strong tackles made by him. and I I was really impressed with the play. Very,
2: very physical kid. Um, He's a very hard hitter. You know, only a sophomore, you know, we're excited about, you know, his future, you know, as well as this season, but, uh, you know, we're very excited about him and the program. You know, there's times where I've got to have a, you know, general conversation with him and say, hey, You know, don't hit our guys, you know, take it easy on our guys, you know, because he he is that physical and, you know, and and understands, you know, has a great awareness of where people are on the field, you know, And, and Terrell Griffin, you know, defensively, you know, also, also played, played extremely hard, you know, played hard on the defensive line doing his job. I think you can count on
1: Terrell giving you that every week and every practice. That's just the kind of player that he is.
0: OPS, Optimum Performance Sports, is the official sports medicine provider of Carroll High School. From diagnosing, repairing, and rehabbing injuries to pushing yourself to the limit on the playing field by utilizing cutting-edge training programs, Optimum Performance Sports is proud to be a partner with Charger Athletics and the Carroll community. For more information, visit www.optimumperformancesports.com. OPS. Rethink Your Limits. All
1: right, welcome back, everybody. Today, in our first-ever player spotlight, we're going to talk to senior starting quarterback, Gavin Vo. Welcome to the podcast, Gavin. Hey, Mr. Dietrich. Happy to be on the show with you. Gavin, uh, you had your first game last Friday at Bishop Lures uh, in a very muddy and wet field because there was a heavy, heavy down. Pour about an hour before the game and in fact the game was delayed a half hour because of that talk about what it was like to play in those muddy wet field conditions
3: you know we don't really like to make excuses but it was rough um i wouldn't even know if i would call it a field it was more of a just mud all over the place and picked up grass and piles of grass and it was just it was rough and it was hard to throw but we we tried to make it work we were slipping all over the place and it was hard to get our footing but You know, you got to play with what you got to play with.
1: From my view in the press box, it looks like you had a little bit trouble of hanging on the ball. And so to make up for that, it looked more like you were shot putting the ball.
3: Yeah, I definitely would not describe that as throwing. That was definitely a push. And I was just trying to get it to the receivers and let them make the plays up field.
1: You threw it actually surprisingly well. Balls were a tight spiral. I bet you the longest pass you threw was probably 30 yards or more. Because I think I believe the one to uh, touchdown pass the to Leighton with thirty-seven yards, and I think he caught it at the five. So yeah. that was pretty good, comparing that was a shot put. You may want to go out for the track team.
3: Yeah, I might have to do that.
1: Uh, another thing that I noticed as as the game went on is uh, I was really impressed with the running game. I you know that was kind of a I wouldn't say it was concern, but kind of an unknown coming into the season, and I thought. We ran the ball pretty well. Uh, Rhett Saylor was surprisingly quick and very fast. I think he could be in for a pretty good year.
3: Oh, I agree a hundred percent. You know, losing Cam Schenk last year, we were kinda turning heads looking for you know, who's gonna step up and who's gonna be that that running back and, you know, Rhett played his freshman year, took the uh took his sophomore and junior year off and came back out of senior year and you know, we were all impressed with how well he played and you know, he just spit right in. He wasn't. He didn't play timid. He just he he played his game. Our lineman blocks well for him, and he he made the plays happen.
1: And the other thing about Rhett that I noticed is I think he caught three or four balls, and one of them he took you know probably sixty-five yards for a touchdown. It Kind of gives us that little fourth receiver that we have in our passing game.
3: Oh yeah, he he definitely does. He's got great hands. He he understands the game well. Like you know, on that play that he caught, he wasn't even. A target, yeah. Like I rolled out and I could. No one was downfield, so I flipped my hips and ran back around the other side because the linemen were coming. He was just an open space and he understands the game well. And he knows how to get himself open.
1: Yeah, that that was a that was probably my favorite play of the game because. Just on the previous series, Lures had scored, and I was wondering to myself, "How are we going to respond to that?" And it took one play, and it was a 68-yard touchdown. Now, talking about the passing game, the three starting wide receivers—Nathan Hara, Camden Childers, and um, Leighton Mitchell—I thought they played really, really well. They were able to cut and, and run good patterns in that in that mud, and I was especially impressed on how when they made their when they finished their patterns. Uh, They flashed their numbers to you and gave you a good target.
3: They kept their footing very well the whole night, you know. Um, It was muddy. It was raining. It was everything that a receiver doesn't want to run their routes in, and they ran them great. They ran them with good timing, and our timing was great. And they got their chest to me, and, like, I could could hit them in the chest, and they were just – I was very impressed with how how well they played and kept their – kept their composure
1: i believe on layton's touchdown that was a number another one of those little scrambles and the receiver did not give up on the play and and found an open spot and since you know you guys probably have a pretty good connection you know both of you knew where you wanted each other to be and that that was a big play
0: yeah
3: you know part of that's kind of just part of my play i feel like i feel like i extend the play very well i use my feet i roll out of the pocket and throw on the run and i was kind of just kind of just pointing to where I wanted him to go he was he was kind of running like a little drag route I believe across the middle I told him to get up field a little more and I threw it and you know he listened he just he saw what I was trying to do and we made the play.
1: Well as your senior year is the beginning this is now your fourth year in the program and as a freshman and as a sophomore you were a, a quarterback on the freshman team and then the JV team and then as a junior With Jack Miguel uh, being a very capable starting quarterback, they didn't want to waste you sitting on the bench, so they put you at receiver. Uh, What was that season like, your junior year as a receiver?
3: You know, at first I was like, man, do I really want to do this? Then I was like, you know what, yeah, you know, you got to be on the field. You got to get your film. You got to, you want to play for the team. You got to put your best guys forward, and if that's what it's going to take, then it is what it is and you know it was a awesome time i you know i really enjoyed receiver it was a lot of fun and jack played well can't complain and we just it was a great season i
1: loved it so you you have a season as a receiver and now you're back at the quarterback position how has that year as a receiver kind of changed your view or has it opened up your eyes or give you a better understanding of the quarterback position
3: you know well first let me touch on this you know playing receiver i I know how they feel now. I mean, practices are brutal, running routes, all pretty much. That's what you're doing is you're running and catching the ball, and then you got condition afterwards, and it's just brutal. So I give my props to them for that. But, you know, my chemistry with my receivers now, I feel like is better than it could have ever been without me playing receiver last year, just because, like, the chemistry and the route running and, like, being a receiver where you want them to throw the ball so you can get in, like, just getting the leverage you need and where you the ball also can help their leverage and we're like so it just helped our chemistry you know and it's like all right when he breaks here i'm gonna throw it here because that's just like how our timing is gonna work out
1: well you only have probably a dozen or so games left in the season uh, especially if we have a good playoff run so believe it or not high school football is going to be over for you in a few months so what are your plans after high school yeah, it's it's crazy how high, how fast high school is going by, but
3: I don't know, you know, obviously I'm going to go to college somewhere. I'd love to play football in high school, or I'd love to play football in college, I should say, but I don't have any offers at this point, and, you know, we'll see after my senior year, but I'm hoping to study business. That's my 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 main goal, but I want to play football in somewhere, and whoever's going to give me the
1: shot. If you had a dream school to play football at, what would it be? My
3: dream school,
1: got to be Notre Dame, playing football for the Fighting Arts. That'd be an excellent choice. Not much tradition up there. (laughs) Gavin, it has been an absolute pleasure. Uh, You played well on Friday night. Let's play well against the Panthers this week, and let's just have a great season. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me.
0: OPS, Optimum Performance Sports, is the official sports medicine provider of Carroll High School. From diagnosing, repairing, and rehabbing injuries to pushing yourself to the limit on the playing field by utilizing cutting-edge training programs, Optimum Performance Sports is proud to be a partner with Charger Athletics and the Carroll community. For more information, visit www.OptimumPerformanceSports.com. OPS, rethink your limits.
1: Well, this week... It's a very special week to you personally. The Snyder Panthers are coming. You have a long history with uh, Snyder. Um, You know they're, you know, used to teach there, used to coach there. You know that coaching staff really well. Um, I also was a teacher at Snyder and I know that coaching staff. What a great group of guys to work with. So, tell us about your life as a Panther and what you expect from Yeah. I mean, it's,
2: week. it's always an exciting week. I mean, it's, you know, everybody always has, you know, the, those red letter games, you know, this is, this is one of those games, you know, that I spent 17 years, you know, with their staff and, you know, know them extremely well. And uh, it, you know, it's significant, you know, without question. I mean, it's, it's a fun week and it's an enjoyable week and, you know, I don't know if it's it's a rival game, you know, because you got to win the game a couple times and make it a rival. But you know, it's it's a it's a big deal for us this week. You know, they've got a good football team without question. You know, offensively, you know, they're very strong up front on the offensive line. Um, they got some big guys in the offensive line. Randy Randy Holtz is uh, 6'6", 330, plays offensive tackle. You know, and they're going to run behind him as much as they can. You know, without question. So. You know that's that's the challenge. The challenge is to can we defensively stop the run? Can we play physical up front? You know and defend the pass at the same time. So that's what we're going to find out. Yeah, Holtz is uh, believe he's just a junior, but he's starting to get
1: scholarship offers from Big Ten schools. And in fact, over the summer, he from you and I's favorite team, the Ohio State Buckeyes. So. They don't go after players that uh, aren't very good. So yeah, he's a he's a stud. Uh, defensively, last year they had, I believe, two defensive linemen and a linebacker who were Division One caliber. Uh, those three are gone. So uh, how have they been able to plug those holes? And we've
2: been in that situation too, you know, where you have Division One guys that you know, that leave the program, and and replacing them is is always a challenge, you know, and and. You know, they face a little bit of that as well, you know, but, you know, they, they just reload. You know, they, they're not rebuilding whatsoever. Um, they had, you know, a linebacker and two defensive tackles that are Division one guys. And, you know, they've got guys that are stepping in, stepping in, and doing doing a nice job, of playing extremely hard for them right now. Um, their linebackers, their defensive line, their defensive line is, is always well coached. They run the ball really well you know, their linebackers understand they're gap responsible, um, you know, in their secondary, you know, they got Ethan Hoover, who is, I think that he's a division one prospect too, and he's going to play their free safety for him. So, you know, can we control the line scrimmage? You know, can we throw the football? You know, can our, can we control our timing in the passing game? You know, and can we run the football, you know, with effectiveness, you know, and, Again, those all sound cliché, but it but that as we talked about last week, that's what the game boils down to, you know. The team that is most physical up front, that tackles the best, you know, that controls the line scrimmage, you know, that runs the ball and has the timing to pass the passing game and and takes care of the football. Takes care of the football, you're going to be successful.
1: Friday is the home opener. Um, I think we put on a tremendous show on our Friday night football games. Dan Ginder and his staff do a great job with uh, crowd control. Dan is really good about making the event fun. There's usually a sponsor who does between the quarters. You know, you make a kick, win some money. Band boosters have usually pulled pork, corn on the cob being sold. Uh, the game day stores out there. The band puts on a great halftime show. You got all the cheerleaders there. Oftentimes, we have before the game starts. Um, you know, we. Our youth league kids are there. I mean, it's a great event. And then the product on the field is usually really fun to watch. And so what does a home game mean to the players and the coaching staff?
2: There's nothing more enjoyable than, than being at home. There really is. I mean, again, it's it's an electric atmosphere. You know, I love it. You know, the, the stands are packed. You know, the the, the crowd support is always tremendous you know, the student body, you know, fills up, you know, the Neon Nation area, and and they're there early, you know, cheering the guys on, uh, you know, you add into those things, you know, the the custodial staff, you know, the grounds crew that, that takes care of our field, which is pristine, it is the best grass around, and, you know, the field is tremendous, you know, and you know, you add in, you know, what Mr. Ginder does, you know, to make the event, you know, an event. And that's exactly what it is. And it's fun. You know, it's fun. And that's what it's meant to be. That's what that's what high school athletics is all about. It's it's supposed to be fun. You know, Friday night lights, you know, are supposed to be memorable. And, and that's what it is for the boys. And that's what we're most thankful. Cannot wait. I know the student
1: body is looking forward to it. That Neon Nation is ready to come out in full force. So, Coach Dynan. Pleasure talking to you again. Have a good week of practice and have the kids play well against Snyder. And next Sunday night, we'll we'll meet and talk again. So, Coach, thanks again for being on here.
2: Thank and you very much. We appreciate
1: it.